I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to FDT TV. Um, we've we've gone through a quick quick test one of this it was a complete balls up so we're going live again um hello mm. yes i'm mike welcome to our podcast i'm joined by the very lovely ian barker uh talking about things football um as you can see from the the, the headline today it is deadline day uh, gonna quickly talk about a recap of the fa cup uh, briefly talking about the the transfers that have uh, going on in the market currently for our respective teams, um, and make some predictions as we always do for the coveted FIFA Day Trophy, which is um, currently sitting behind Ian's left shoulder at the moment. It's doesn't it still doesn't look right there. You've um, you've had it all season, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely getting it back next season, mate. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we'll do a big award ceremony and everything. We'll have speeches and guests of honour and all that. Um, but anyway, um, moving very swiftly into a quick recap of the, the Round Cup. Um, obviously, yep. as you can see, we are West Ham and Arsenal fans, so we'll quickly uh, touch on um, our respective teams. Uh, some of the big results as well, I think, from from this weekend's uh, action. Uh, so we'll start off with we'll start off with some positive. We'll go for for West Ham first. Um, playing against Derby in the uh, the FA Cup. Uh, Ian, do you want to give us um, your your roundup? Did you watch it? I, d- I didn't. Be, not much to be positive about. We 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 did nick an early goal. Um, two check headed over to Bowen who poked it in, and then similarly in the second half, Michael Antonio poked in a. An early one in uh, early in the second half, but I, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't necessarily say positive. Derby looked all right actually. Uh, struggled to create, but I, I feel like in the first half mate, we maybe controlled ten minutes of it and probably about twenty minutes of the second half. So uh, a win's a win. You you got to take that, but it, it it didn't scream Premier League versus League One opposition. If I'm honest, um, I know Derby have got a few former uh, Premier League players. But, um, yeah, we are through to the next round of the Cup where you'd think with all the, the outgoings of decent Premier League teams that we would draw a, a nice nice um, a nice trip somewhere. Uh, we did book a nice trip, but to Old Trafford. <laughs> so I think our, our Cup run is over. I know we beat them last year in the Cup, but they're a different team this year. Mm. And, yeah, I, I think that's us done, really, in the FA Cup. Well, you never know, mate. You... you... I, I said a couple of weeks ago that I think the tide is turning for West Ham. Um, yeah. And you you picked up a, a win last week, I think, in the Premier League and also the FA Cup. Yeah. So you never know. Um, we've, Strange we've, what happened. Yeah, exactly. And we've um, there's been an announcement today as well that I think Christian Eriksen's out for a substantial amount of he time. So, um, Thank you, Andy Carroll. Sorry? Thank you, Andy Carroll. <laughs> is he- <laughs> Um, what what I would say though is is with the FA Cup, I think I would rather have played away at Wrexham and lost than I would have done going to Manchester United and see what happens. I just I feel like that that would have been a better end to the or a better story to be told than oh yeah we lost to Manchester United, but we might still go out to to Wrexham in the final. Who knows. <laughs> Yes, exactly. All positivity, mate. All positivity. Um, now, from um, just very quickly on that, you mentioned obviously about the, um, the the level of performance. I've really found that some of the the lower league teams, obviously, when they're drawing the, I say the big hitters, uh, i.e., 
a few a uh, few divisions above them or or, what, or even a, a division above them i think the underdogs are, are really putting up performance this year um obviously there there have been some exceptions to the rule where you would expect those teams to win but i mean even in the uh, the third round we mm-hmm. really come up a cropper they they really put a shift in um against us but I, I think it's it's a way that football was going. There's there's obviously a lot of passion, and I think for for those lower league teams, the, there's definitely a gulf in stamina. I'd say is the big difference, um, and that you will catch them out with silly mistakes, as obviously you've just mentioned. So um, from from one silly mistake to uh, to another, Arsenal played against Manchester City within the um, within the FA Cup. It was at mm-hmm. the Etihad. Not, uh, I don't think we disgraced ourselves. Obviously, from the video that we did last week, I did mention that I'd be happy to go out of this competition, obviously reducing the amount of games that we have to play. Um, but when you look at the strength of the two squads, I mean, we made six changes to uh, to our starting eleven, and Manchester City only made two changes. Um, I yep. think that says a lot about us. Um, in the fact that they wanted to take this game seriously. I'm not sure if it's a sign of them conceding the title already, but I, I very much doubt it. But um, yeah, but, so Manchester City only made two changes. We made six um, and we only lost 1-0. And I've got to say, it was it was a bit of a a sloppy goal to, to, to concede, but um, I think we can hold our heads up high within that game, considering the, the number of changes we did make. And um, I'm looking. I'm actually looking forward to the the league matches when we go out full strength. Um, there is a possibility that uh, Thomas Partey is injured, so we've had to make um, inquiries into the transfer market for for further reinforcements, which I'll come on to shortly. Um, we don't know the significance of the injury, although we do know that Mohamed Elneny has picked up a very significant injury to which he's now undergone surgery for. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any disgrace losing to Manchester City. They could go on and win it, but then again, barely scraping a win against us um, with nearly a full-strength squad. I think I'm not sure if that says more about Manchester City or more about us, um, but obviously, time will tell in the the league when we come to play them in a few weeks. Um. I think their their mentality has certainly come into question this season. Mm. Um, obviously, uh, we mentioned last week about Liverpool as well playing at such a high level for such a long time, mm-hmm. and is it a case that everyone else has stepped up their games? So that's a little bit more difficult to to break away, or is it a case that that actually they've dropped off a little bit and everyone else has stepped up? So I think with you going out to them, what it does mean is you have to now go and secure the Premier League title. Uh, and I, I think today, in terms of transfers, will be a necessity um, in relation to that, depending on how you strengthen potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And we've um, got a couple of signings through the door already. There's um, one that has been all, all but confirmed, I think, is fair to say at the moment. Obviously, until uh, until we get the confirmation that the players have signed contracts, etc., then there's still time for deals to be hijacked or whatever. I don't think this particular one is going to be hijacked, but um, yeah, it, it, until, like I said, I've, I've tried not to get kind of caught up in the um, the transfer saga, looking at social media and stuff, but um, you always 
kind of do get dragged into it a little bit but um so yeah we mentioned uh, or you've mentioned very quickly Liverpool there as well um another defeat uh in uh, all competitions for Jurgen Klopp knocked out of the FA Cup again by Brighton um I know we've we've spoken about this a little bit before and I um I don't want this to come across as like a Liverpool bashing but you mentioned very very well there um about the levels that uh, Liverpool have been playing at for the last few seasons and um obviously they've had some injuries which we know of um and they've also had uh oh losing some players I think that even value their squad depth has been diminished because of losing these players um yeah. but it's another loss for Jurgen Klopp. I mean, how much time do you reckon Liverpool are going to give him? Do you still reckon it's going to be the end of the season? Or I don't think they'll get rid of him. I, re- I really don't. Um, I-, I think some of it you have to look at injuries. They're, they're injury-stricken. Um, I see a thing with Jamie Carragher earlier, and he was saying that they got... I mean, obviously, I know West Ham in and out, as you do Arsenal. It- he was saying that uh, they got rid of a doctor in their backroom staff uh, in the summer. Since then, their injuries are, are one, there's a lot more of them, and two, they're, they're, they're uh, reoccurring. Mm-hmm. So uh, have they not replaced them, or uh, are they true in something different that, that's causing all of these first-team players to be out? I mean, again, today, I think it's Canate, is it? He's out. Yep. The defender. Um, so it only leaves them three all right three uh first team defenders uh or center backs but they could have to dip into the market to replace that because how long is he going to be out for you don't know so i I think it's a little bit a mix of an aging squad Mm -hmm. um some of the players that went out uh, Mane being a big one it changes the mentality and also the injuries i think uh all of those things combining as well as everyone else, certainly Brighton, Fulham, people didn't expect to, to be coming and playing at a level that they are and consistently has has caused that sort of tumble effect. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they'll get rid of him. I think that will be a... They, they've stuck with him. He's got a long contract. They want to sell the club. I think it's a, a package deal. Mm. He, he stays. Okay. I know I keep going over the same old ground week in and week out, but um, obviously we know that football is a, a results-driven business. Um, and I get yeah. what you're saying about the <clears throat> the implications of trying to sell the club, etc. Um, but we have obviously seen Frank Lampard, we mentioned last week, being sacked. Um, Sean Dyche has come in to, to Everton yeah. um, <clears throat> to take over the managerial position. It's obviously remains to be seen what what he can do to the club if he can turn around um, their fortunes. But I think you and I can both agree that if anything that he's going to go and improve straight away, I think is their defensive mindset. I mean, it may not do he may not be able to do anything for for the remo- remainder of the season because I think we mentioned this last week. It's a little bit rotten at the core uh, for yep. Everton. He's going to have to change a lot over the coming weeks in order to improve their system. But I think if they can get or to start turning some of those losses into at least draws. Um, because one area I think that they've lacked as well this season is scoring goals. Um, but again, another club that's kind of suffering with injuries and, and whatnot. But yeah. I, I, I mean, it's a, just just quickly on him, I, I, I think that's a phenomenal 
appointment. Um, you think uh, of all the times we said he, he's pulling off miracles with a on Burnley on a shoestring budget, he can't buy the players. So I don't think his style will necessarily change yet. I think he'll stick with that solid four four two. Um I see a, a thing on it six or seven days ago, I can't remember who did it. He did a long thing explaining his system and how and why and um, and I think that that will work at Everton. What I think is paramount is they're the only team in this relegation battle that hasn't signed anybody. Mm-hmm. So they're not strengthening. If they don't, I think they've got to be become favourites to go down. Although they've got Sean Dyche in who will make them harder to beat, and he has worked with a number of those players before, I think their their current crop of squad player is a lot worse than uh, certainly the Premier League teams and a lot of the the upper tier championship teams. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of players in there who are stealing a, a living, so to speak, in terms of playing at Everton, which historically is a big club with very passionate fans. Absolutely. And we've, um, on the subject of uh, transfers as well, we've um, already seen Anthony Gordon um, make his move from Everton to Newcastle. Um, boyhood Everton fan um, hasn't been pulling his weight some would say this season, and he's kind of managed to force through a move um, to to Newcastle. I think it's it's a good signing for Newcastle, but at the same time, I do worry about <clears throat> the the player, the players' representatives. Depending on the position that Newcastle get into at the end of the season, are we going to yep. see him down tools uh, and try and force through moves? for for other clubs and uh, do you think that that sort of behavior is is a positive in football given um where we've seen some clubs i think offer the the chaff but put through as as big money signings for for agents or do you think that this is one that's kind of orchestrated by him um, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think he he wanted the move. He, he, I think it was clear he wanted to go at the beginning of the season to Chelsea uh, in that £60 million move. I think Everton probably regret not selling him uh, at that point because he was high-flying. Um, and I think how the season's gone, had they stayed sort of competitive, he, he would have potentially stayed happy. But... But he clearly wanted to go. The club didn't want to sell him for big money. Um, and as as has become sort of part and parcel of transfers these days, he's, he's players down in tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not the only one that's done it this transfer window. Uh, one of your guys did it, who just brought in, Mr. Trossard, uh, did the same thing. I want the move. Let's make it happen. Um, and uh, you wouldn't like to say the, the only way to get it done is to do that. But I think in, in some circumstances, it probably is the only way to, to force that move is I'm not coming back. Yeah. Um, we've seen it right from Ronaldo at Juventus coming over to Manchester United, right the way through Payet at West Ham, back to Marseille. It's it's not it's not a new thing. I don't like it, but I don't think it'll ever go away. No, definitely not. Um, <clears throat> kind of nice little segue into, uh, into transfers now, I think. Um, what I just briefly wanted to um, just recap is um, some of the signings that, that both our respective clubs have uh, made already in this window. Um, and do you yep. think there are any deals to be done left for, for West Ham? We'll start off with West Ham first. Um, I think majorly we've we've had two outgoings. Uh, one of Craig Dawson to Wolves, which I think is he, he wanted to happen. He lives up that way. He, he commuted in every day. And, and one that, that signing that has made me my hat 
when he came in, I was a bit like, what, what are we doing? But actually, he, he gave his all. That's all you can ask. Not not the best player, but but certainly put some smiles on West Ham faces at times. Um, the other one being Harrison Ashby, who is a young right back, uh, wanted to first team guarantees. They wouldn't give it to him. So he's gone up to Newcastle rather than going on a free transfer in the summer. Um, and I think we could see him play at the weekend, but we'll get into that. Um, but say uh, uh, an older generation and a younger generation both moving defensively for West Ham. We brought in Danny Ings, injured for 30 seconds into his, his West Ham debut, uh, which is not good. Do I think we're going to see anything else? Possibly. Uh, there's some rumours flying around about Hakim Ziyech. Uh, obviously, Chelsea are after um, getting rid of some players. Would I take him? I, I think it's a, more of a position that we've already filled. Uh, does he improve us potentially? But he's not a David Moyes signing, is he? Um, or a David Moyes type player. And the other one that I've seen uh, flashing about today is a loan move for Calvin Phillips. Obviously, we went, we went in for him last January. It didn't happen. He joined Manchester City in the summer. Had a bit of a torrid start to his Manchester City career. Um, so a loan move to us potentially would make sense. Um, it's a bit more squad depth. Uh, it gives us another option to Declan Rice if, if there's a potential to, to buy him in the summer. If, if Declan Rice seemingly is going elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I think, going to be possibly a quiet day unless we do see a Conor Gallagher or maybe an Andre Ayew. Mm. But over those, I don't think are likely. Okay. Uh, so just a, a quick mention of our uh, our confirmed signing. So we've got, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. I want to say Kiwa, um, who's Polish defender, left-footed, Yep. Uh, defender to give um, some competition within the squad. Um, <clears throat> he so he's joined us. Um, Leandro Trossard, we got him from Brighton. I think it was around about twenty-seven million um, confirmed outs. Marquinhos, who we signed in the summer, has gone out on loan to Norwich. Um, best of luck to him in his in the rest of the season. Um, <clears throat> but one of the big names that's um, kind of been banded around and it looks like a deal is close. We're literally just waiting for confirmation now that the deal has been completed is for Jorginho. Mm -hmm. uh, 12 million pounds from Chelsea, six months left on his contract and um, seemingly looked to be going on a, a, a free transfer. Um, but we've kind of snatched him in order to, to kind of provide some re uh, reinforcements. Um, <clears throat> one of the players that is potentially going out as well is uh, Sambi Lokonga to Crystal Palace, um, which again could leave us light within that position considering we have seen injuries to um, Mohamed Elneny, who's, as I mentioned, a significant injury that he's picked up. And also um, Thomas Partey has uh, picked up an injury on the back of the, the FA Cup game with a substitute at half-time. Um, but we don't know the extent of the injury as it stands at the moment or how long he's going to be out for. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things I wanted to mention about Jorginho <clears throat> is that, firstly, I think he's a fantastic footballer. Obviously, he hasn't had the best start to a season within his uh, Chelsea um, Chelsea career so far, uh, which is probably why they're looking to, uh, to ship him on. And again, it may just be a mentality thing that because he hasn't been offered a new contract, um, does he... Is, is he kind of like fulfilling his potential down in Tolsai. Um 
Now, I had a quick look at, at his stats. So he's got 143 appearances for Chelsea, 21 goals, um, 19 of those have been penalties. Two errors leading to goals within the, the, the Premier League and has won the Champions League with Chelsea and was quite instrumental in the season for winning that Champions League. Now, yep. I've seen a lot of people um, on social media kind of bad-mouthing the, the transfer. Apparently, it's a transfer that Arteta's wanted to do for a while now, um, but yep. not really had the opportunity to do so until now. Looking at the current crop of players that he's got within the squad, I kind of understand why some Arsenal fans are getting a little bit disappointed by by this transfer because he's he kind of breaking the mould a bit in terms of his age. Yeah. Um, He's only been offered a one and a half year deal, and let's be honest. I think for us, given the the current position, we do need reinforcements. One of the things that we said at the the start of the transfer window is that Arsenal was still possibly one or two players short uh, in terms of squad depth. Yeah. Now, I personally thinking about the Zinchenko signing and the Jesus signing is looking at the mentality that those two players have brought to. Uh, to Arsenal and also um, their their pedigree in terms of actually winning stuff. So they're proven winners within the Premier League and not only the Premier League, but cup competitions as well. And we've seen a massive change in the mentality of Arsenal this season, which has been phenomenal to see. Now, for me, I think providing Jorginho knows that he's going to be kind of playing second fiddle and happy to do that, and obviously yep. providing those reinforcements um, in the times where we do have injuries, I don't think that's a bad signing at all because he brings with him a wealth of experience. He's Premier League proven and has won stuff. Therefore, can provide that extra bit of backup to, um, to the mentality within the squad, as in, I know how to win stuff. Um, this is how we do it. Blah, 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 yep. blah. Um, but... It does seem to be a bit of a another one of these occasions where Arsenal are taking the 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 drabs from from Chelsea. We see it with William. We see it with um, Peter Cech. Peter Cech wasn't a terrible <laughs> signing. Um, he did you well for a few years. Mm, it wasn't a terrible signing, but I think he could have been better. Uh, Willian had a fantastic start to the season by a fantastic start. I mean, the first game um, yep. was an absolute dog mess after that, I think. Yep. Um, but David Louise, I think was an absolute brilliant signing for us. I know he had a bit of um, a head's gone occasionally um, in terms of being sent off a couple of times. One of them, I think was really unfortunate, which we've spoken about before, but his leadership and his, his work rate, and what he brought to the dressing room, I thought was inspiring, if I'm being completely honest. Um, <clears throat> so for me personally, I think it's, it's a good signing in the short term. Um, we've obviously got a plan in terms of going forwards into the summer transfer window and don't want to be pulled over the coals uh, a little bit for having to splash out now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and it's, I personally think it's good that in these... Um, these circumstances that we've seen um, the likes of Mudrick and Casado, where they're they're asking us for ridiculous fees, mm -hmm. um, and not and we're not kind of breaking 
too much. So we, we have an idea of how much we want to spend, but again, we're not going to have our pants down, pulled down by, uh, by these clubs. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we've taken the stance that we have done already. Um, and obviously it's still, still the end of the, uh, we've still got a few hours left of the transfer window. We don't know exactly what's going to be happen. Mesut Ozil was one of these ones that kind of come in last minute. Um, so there is still potential for um, for something to happen if if we do decide that we need further reinforcements. Yeah. Now, see, here's just my my quick two pence worth on it. You, you there was seems some leak about Declan Rice in the summer, uh, which would make sense for me as a player to improve. But until then, you need a stopgap. Now, the seventy million pound for Moise, Moises Carcedo. I think he's overpaying. Uh, he's had six months of half decent. There's a lot of hype there. Having watched it, all right, moments of 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 being decent, but but also moments of of not. And seventy million pounds for that sort of player. It's gone up to seventy five. That I think they've said no, we don't want to deal with it. But there's potential for going back to a, another one. I think that's overpaying. When you look at the twelve million pound for Jorginho, okay, you could say that's overpaying for him. He's not very mobile, this and the other. Odd comparison coming in. Andre Pirlo, towards the end of his career, that 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 um, level-headedness, the range of passing, not very mobile. Very much Jorginho now is not very mobile, but his range of passing is brilliant. He's level-headed. He's got a winning mentality. When you need him to, to put in a foot to take a yellow card, he'll, he knows when to do that and when not to. This guy's won everything. Um, Champions Leagues, European Leagues with Italy, um, obviously the Premier League. Why not bring him in, especially when El Nini's out? Uh, obviously, he said Lukonga's going out on loan. Um, party potentially out for a little while. You need a bit of squad depth in there. And, and it, it gives you the squad depth, but also the ability to know how to win the league. As it gets later into the season and those games get closer and closer, all right, you might have a lead now. Let's say that goes down to six points. That six points doesn't seem very much when you've got Manchester City chasing you and Manchester United chasing you. They could, a little bit of a wobble and that's it. You, you, your advantage is gone. Yep. To bring in someone who has been there, done it, knows how to win it, to support this younger aspiring squad, I don't think is a bad thing. Yeah, I completely agree completely agree and that's why I'm, I am I get the frustrations of some of the fans in terms of this is the best, best position that we've been in for a long while so for, for 20 odd years that we've realistically yep. I think had a shot at the title obviously I'm only going based on our current position um, <clears throat> and we do or we did need reinforcements I thought we needed further reinforcements at the start of the window anyway and I think yep. as the seasons progressed, and um, we've obviously had the interruption of the World Cup, we've, I think now more than ever, that we have needed those reinforcements. We've got a, a, a replacement winger, we've got a replacement centre-back, and one place I think that we definitely needed to recruit on is within that midfield. Um, mm. At the start of the season, Elneny was out with injury as well. Um, from some of the performances that we've seen from Sambila Conga, I think because of his lack of game time, He's lost a lot of confidence. He's definitely a, yep. a, a confidence performance player. Um, so some regular first-team football at uh, 
Crystal Palace looking to be their likely suitor, I think it's only going to be a good thing. I mean, we look at the um, the progression that Saliba made. Now, I'm not saying that um, Lukonga is comparable, but obviously he was getting regular game time last season. And look at the difference it's made coming into into this season. It's been absolutely outstanding. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I, I think it, it can only be a good thing by him going out. And the same with Marquinhos as well. He's looked really, really um, sprightly when he's when he's having or when he's come on to, to play for us. But again, he's a young player, um, wants to um, wants to get some minutes under his belt. And so going out on loan, I think is the best thing. But for, for, Gen- mm-hmm. for Jorginho, again, I understand why um, <clears throat> some fans are disappointed that we have missed out on targets. But I think these people seem to forget that it's not just the person that we've we've got going out to try and get those deals. There's four, three or four other people on the other side of that that need to um, to agree to the deal for it to come through. The player, the current club, the agent. Yeah. So sorry, three three other people. So the player wants needs to want to come to us. So that's number one. The club needs to be willing to sell that person. If they're saying no, you've got no fucking chance. And the agent, the agents obviously want to get the best for their clients, um, <clears throat> so they can obviously make recommendations to to clubs and the player, etc. Um, mm-hmm. But if the club aren't willing to do that, then there's nothing that you can do about it. So I don't understand. And you look at the, some of the recruitment that we've we've made over the last few years. Obviously, we've we've sold sold some players or terminated some contracts, um, which I think has been the best thing for us, uh, yeah. putting us in the position we are in, that we're in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people need to kind of cut Edu and Arteta some slack. And we've seen some of the recruitments that we've made already. Um, and they've they've worked out absolutely fantastically. There were some people that were um, slagging off Aaron Ra- the signer of Aaron Ramsdale before he'd even kicked a ball. I'm not I'm not I'm not not blaming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but it's just some people I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, and look how how far he's come in an Arsenal shirt yep. in a, the the season and a half he's had with us. Um, no question in my mind that he's he's definitely our number one. And for me personally, I think it should be England's number one as well. Um, him and Nick Pope definitely going to be ones to watch over the next few years um, in terms of their uh, their goalkeeping ability and their position within the England squad. Um, so, yes, that's uh, that's where we are with our respective teams. There's a couple of transfers um, that I wanted to obviously just get your thoughts on. Um, yep. I'll start off with this one. I think that broke this morning. Um, Matt Doherty to Atletico Madrid uh, from yep. from Spurs. I um, I know, or I have seen, obviously from watching some of the Spurs games, that he has kind of fallen out of favour a little bit. Um, but to Atletico Madrid, I, that was a bit of a, a shock to me as to why why they want him and the fact that he's going to go. Um, well, the uh, I think he's a replacement for Felipe, who's just joined uh, Nottingham Forest from Atletico Madrid uh, as a wing back. Um, he isn't really getting the matches, is he, at Spurs? Um, obviously, I think he 
went to Spurs on the false pretense and on, on the back of one good season. Yep. I don't think he's a top tier right back. Certainly good, creative, got a good cross on him, but I wouldn't put him in the team. Like, do you know what I mean? If you had to pick a team, he, he's going to be probably 30th on the list before you, you get to him for right backs. If you want to win the Champions League, if you want to win the Premier League, yep. um, decent player, good squad depth, but that, uh, um, what they call Tottenham have got a, uh, a splurge of, of right backs at the minute. So get him off the books, get some money in for him, because uh, he ain't playing. So why not? Well, so, but I, I think he is that sort of replacement for the outgoing Felipe to Nottingham Forest. But we've also seen Jed Spence um, likely to, to be going out as well. Um, I don't know if yep. that deal's been confirmed as well. Uh, but he's another one that was was brought in. I think it was it was either just before the the Conte um, rain or he, he, he coming summer didn't he? Oh, it was this summer. Coming in the summer from Middlesbrough as he was on loan at Nottingham Forest last year, and they tried to sign him, but he went to Spurs instead. And actually, I think they've looked at him and gone, uh, "You're a Championship player." <laughs> But yes, he's uh, he's another one that's looking to go. Um, I think one of the other big ones today as well was uh, Cancelo from um, Chelsea. Yes. Uh, not Chelsea, Man City, sorry. Man City, yeah. <coughs> Going to, uh, to Bayern Munich. Um, that's what I read. What's that? He had a falling out with Pep. Yes. Yeah, over something. And Pep's gone, go then. But that's so only on... a loan deal, isn't it? Yeah, on, on loan to Bayern Munich. Do you reckon, is that with an obligation or? I don't know, but I would imagine it will probably end up, if he's had a falling out with Pep, Pep don't, Pep's shipped him out already. I don't think there's any coming back from that once you've done that. Um, I, I don't know of it happening under Pep in any of his squads, but but yeah, I think that's probably the end of Conseo at, at uh, Manchester City. That's a shame. He could end could end up elsewhere in the Premier League. Don't get me mm. wrong; he's not a bad player. Uh, I think he's he's probably thrown his toys out the pram that he's not playing every week. Um, but but again, is this a player thinking I'm bigger than than what he is? Mm. I don't know. Um, and just finally, for me, just in relation to uh, to transfers, I don't think that we can get through a whole episode without looking at uh, some of the volumes that have gone through for one particular club, Chelsea, um, yep. already made significant investments within this uh, this window. Looks as if they're getting a deal for £105 million uh, pounds, um, for, for their latest recruitment. It's it's astronomical. I think I've read somewhere earlier that if they, if they pull this deal off, they would have spent the the uh, the equivalent to the whole of the championship clubs or uh, it was some crazy bonkers stat where they they spent more in this this window than they have of the entirety of x amount of clubs in x division or it might have been, even been the premier league already um yep. it's it's astronomical and some of the things that we've spoken about um and some of the things that are being spoke about is the the conditions for financial fair play Mm -hmm. um, where 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 do you stand with with all these? Uh, we uh, cast your mind back eight 
nine months ago probably, uh, we did a thing where I mentioned about financial fair play and the way it's set up is to benefit the big clubs. So you can you, you, the amount you spend is, is equivalent to the revenues that you bring in. So the bigger the club, the more you can spend. It limits the smaller clubs from being able to get to the big club because of the way it's set up. Uh, Topo, he took over from uh, whatever his face was, Mr. Russian, Abramovich. Um, and they, the club was in zero debt. There was there was no debt at the club. There was nothing else. So so when you look at a club like Manchester United, for example, who have got some debt, although they spend a lot, it's limited to £150 million a season because of offsetting debts and this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at Chelsea, they've been bought for this huge astro- astronomical price where you go, okay, they've been bought for, what was it, £1.6 billion or something like that. That's that's the incoming revenue to the club that's gone straight to the club because it, it can't go too thingy. So when you look at it in that respect, that's how I think they're going to get around it. Hmm. Uh, a lot of these players are sort of being signed on astronomical long contracts uh, to, 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 to spread the cost. Whether that's sensible or not, I don't know. A lot of them are young players that you look at uh, and people look at and go, well, that's, he's going to be a player. He's going to be a player. They're these sort of wonder kids, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So potentially, you could look at that and go, "That's really a sensible investment." Um, I think today we're going to see a lot of cut price deals from players leaving Chelsea because they're not going to be able to be registered um, to the squads. So I, I think that will offset it a little, little bit. Obviously, Jorginho for twelve million, Conor Gallagher going out, uh, Hakim Ziyech. Well, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a Bamiyang leave or Koulibaly. Do you know what I mean? So, so I think there'll be a lot of outgoings, um, and I just, I, I just think that it's, it's one of those things. It's going to happen in modern day football as these clubs get get bought and sold. Um, if Manchester United get sold, Liverpool get sold, they have lots of debt. So the, the, that incoming cost is going to have to offset the debt. And as I said, Chelsea had zero because the government essentially took it over and said, you can't do that. So it's just finding the loopholes, I, I, I suspect, uh, in doing that. Is it right? No. But it's happened. You probably find... Because say I think written into his contract is he had to spend X amount on players, so he thought let's get all it all it done in one it and then just reap the rewards. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the summer, all right, they spend a little bit, but after that there there is no spending for eighteen months to three years. Do you know what I mean? And they just go, we've got our squad now. That's what it is. No, that's my view. Yeah, no, fair point. Fair that's point. Wrong. Um, so I have um, I have just seen on social media that um, Samuel Conga has gone or is is looking very 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 close to going. Uh, I'm not sure if the uh, the deal has actually been signed as yet, but um, yeah, that's that's looking like it's um, it's all but done. Uh, still yep. waiting for the confirmation for uh, Jorginho. 
um, into uh, into Arsenal. But obviously, make sure you uh, keep tuned to uh, to Sky Sports News, and no doubt we'll um, we'll talk. In fact, no, we will talk about the uh, the fallout because a lot can happen between now and the end of the uh, end of the window. So we'll uh, do a full recap of that next week. Um, yep. <clears throat> just so on to uh, on to predictions. Mm. Um, Looking at last week's, we had the FA Cup, um, Manchester City versus Arsenal. Obviously, we've already mentioned and Derby versus West Ham. Um, you predicted 2-2 for the Man City-Arsenal game. I had 2-1 to Manchester City. We know the score was 1-0, so it's one point to me, zero points to you. Um, and then for Derby versus West Ham, you had 2-1 to Derby. I had 3-1 to West Ham. Uh, the score was 2-0, so it's a point to me. So looking at the points for this week, I've got two points, you've got none, which takes the yep. season totals. I am currently sitting on 40 points, and you are still languishing on 34. But there's still a long way to go for the rest of the season. Um, we could see a, a complete capitulation, which I'm sure Arsenal would do at some point. Um, so we'll see. That's what happened last season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not not writing anything off for uh, for the rest of this window, um, but there are two games uh, or two standout games um, that I think. Well, in fact, they're not even standout; they're just our teams uh, for this week. No other real big games, in my personal opinion, unless you can think of any. Um, but Everton versus Arsenal, and then Newcastle versus West Ham. Uh, we're yep. at the twelve thirty kickoff, so I'll just quickly uh, go through that. Um, obviously, I'm interested to see what um, the condition of party is. We're still waiting for confirmation from the club. There was um, an announcement that come through today on uh, the Elneny situation. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And we have got um, Jorginho possibly coming in to provide that cover. Now, Everton, we've already mentioned that Sean Dyche is coming in. And like with uh, Everton... Um, they always seem to be a bit of a bogey club. So them appointing Sean Dyche at this particular point in time is um, ringing alarm bells for me, I think. And the fact that Everton at home as well, um, but they've not been great this season. Um, I am, I'm, I'm going to get, get us back to winning ways. I think after this, um, this particular round of the FA Cup, uh, and I'm going to go to three, one to Arsenal on this one. Now, see, had they not got a manager in, I think you possibly would have won. I'm going to go with a very frustrating one-all draw. Okay. I feel, I feel like they're going to try and stifle. They're not even going to try and attack. And you're going to get frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. You'll, you'll, you'll then, something will happen. They'll get a cheeky corner or something, but you'll score again to, to level it up. But but I'm going with, with Goodison Park to be bouncing by the end of it. One-all. Okay, and then Newcastle versus West Ham. Yeah, well, uh, I think Newcastle are, when you look at this stage in the season, are the fifth best team for conceding goals um, over all Premier League seasons, uh, which is quite concerning because we're struggling for goals at the minute. I know we scored two at, in the last two games, but you'd have to say against some real subpar opposition. I'm going to go for a Newcastle win, obviously, because we're away as well. Uh, it's going to be a difficult game. I'm going to go 2-0 to Newcastle. Okay. Do you want to know what I've come for? The one. And I've already written this down. Literally just added yours in. You got 2-0 Newcastle <laughs> yeah. as well? Yeah. Um, 
to be honest, I, th- I think normally I would um, change my score to make this a little bit different. But um, I, I will be completely honest. I'm just going to echo everything you've just said. Their, their defensive record, I think, is absolutely outstanding uh, this season. Um, they are scoring goals as well. I would be surprised if there's anything other than a Newcastle win. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think given your your current state um, with the injuries that you've got as well, um, I can't see anything other than a Newcastle win on this one, I'm afraid. The only the only caveat to that, I think, which is unlikely, is they start Harrison back, Ashby, who they've just signed to go, look what you're missing. And David Moyes changes his style, uh, puts Saeed Benrahm on the left and says, run at him. Absolute destroy. Do what you need to do, but destroy him. Um, and I think that would be the only thing that would would change it. But I I don't think that's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do completely agree. I mean, I'd love to be proved wrong, as you know, that West Ham are a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine, especially um, after last season. I thought they were fantastic. Um, but yes, so those are our predictions. Let us know what your predictions are in the comments box below. Uh, if you want to talk about anything that we've uh, spoken about as well. Obviously, leave your comments and we will get back to you. Um, and if you have made it this far uh, into into the video, thank you very much. Um, and if you haven't already, please hit that like and subscribe button. Share it amongst your friends as well. We are yep. a very open community um, and we do like to uh, respond pe- to people that do leave comments, even if it's to tell them to fuck off because we disagree with them. Um, but no, uh, that's a joke, yes, by the no. way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a joke, by the way. Um, so yes, um, yeah, thank you very much for watching um, and we'll catch you next week. I've been Mike. I've been Ian. And we'll see you next week. Take care.